Welcome everyone. Tonight is a special night as it's Rav Nassim of Nimarov, later known as Rav Nassim of Breslov, and Rav Nachman says in Chaim Oran, a number of compilations of the utterances of Rabbi Nachman compiled by his Talmud, Rav Nassim of Breslov, that if it weren't for Rav Nassim of Breslov, not a single word of Rabbi Nachman's teachings, not a single Torah utterance would have ever been codified for posterity, would have ever been written down for the generations to have. And Rabbi Nachman very much recognized and openly spoke about the importance of Rav Nassim of Breslov, the magnitude that Rav Nassim of Breslov had on the Breslov tradition. And really, if it were not for Rav Nassim of Breslov, who dedicated his entire life to really writing down everything that Rabbi Nachman said, whether it be his Torah teachings in Lukute Maran, whether it be his less formal discussions in Sichot Aran, whether it be his utterances in Chai Moran, the life of Rabbi Nachman, Rav Nassim is the reason that we have the teachings of Rabbi Nachman. He's the reason that Breslov Chasidus continues to flourish. That the light of Rabbi Nachman of Rabbeinu HaKodesh is able to burn until the end of time, until Mashiach. And Rav Nachman got connected to Rav Nassim in a very specific way. Rav Nassim was a massive Eloi. He was a tremendous, tremendous sage, up-and-coming scholar from a young age. And he very quickly recognized that something was lacking in his Avodat Hashem, that something was lacking in his service of God. And while he was immersed constantly in the waters of Talmud, in the, word, in the waters of Gemara, Rav Nassim felt that something was lacking. So at the end of this period, he decided to seek out a new way, and he decided to seek out a certain Nachman ben Fega, a certain Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And when Rav Nassim arrived at the footsteps, at the door of Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman greeted him, and he said, we've known each other for a long time, but it's only now that we've met. These two souls were mushrash, were connected, were intertwined in one another. And it's incredibly important that we speak about and give a karata tov to Rabbi Nassman of Breslov because if it weren't for him, we wouldn't have any Breslov Chasidus. So I want to share a piece from Lakute Lachod. In addition to Rav Nassan penning all of Lakute Maran and Sichot Aran, Rav Nassan has a magnum opus, an eight-volume set, where Rav Nassan writes over the halachot of the Shulchan Aruch, the traditional day-to-day laws of how to be a Jew. And Rav Nassan, on top of each halacha in the Shulchan Aruch, adds a Hasidic twist based on the teachings of Rav Nachman of Breslov. So there's an amazing teaching in Lakute Lachot, in Hilchot Hashkamat Haboker, Ot Mem, it's actually Halacha Aleph Ot Yudbet, depending on which version you have, but this is Lukute Halachot, Halacha Hashkamat Haboker, Halacha Aleph Ot Yudbet. And Rav Nassim Bresov is talking about why is it that the first commandment given to the Jewish people is the commandment to sanctify the new moon, Hachodesh Hazelachem to establish time for the Jewish people. So we're dealing with the Jewish people when they get out of Mitzrayim. And the first mitzvah that Hashem gives to the fledgling Jewish people is that they need to sanctify time. So a classic answer given to this is that when you're a slave population, one thing that you're not in control of is time. You work on someone else's schedule. You don't have autonomy. And the ultimate mark of freedom 
is the ability to determine your own schedule, is to take back time into your own hands. So that's one reason why some people say that this is the reason that Hashem gives the Jewish people the mitzvah of sanctifying the month, of declaring the new month, and in doing so, declaring the calendar being the own, um, taking um, jurisdiction over time and being the ones who determine time. And that's a beautiful answer, but Rav Nassim Abrasov says something so much deeper, and this speaks to the very essence of Rav Nassim Abrasov was, and to the very essence of what Abrasov has is and why it continues to be so popular today. Because Breast of Hasidus reminds us that no matter how dark it gets, no matter how far we've fallen, there is no such thing as despair. There is no such thing as giving hope. And in this vein, in an outgrowth of this teaching of Ein Shum Yeish, of no Yeish, of no despair ever, Rav Nassim teaches why HaChodesh HaZelachem is the first commandment given to the Jewish people. Rav Nassim writes, Ki Iker Kiddush HaChodesh Hual Yidei Bechinas Anal is the main idea behind Kiddush HaChodesh has to do with what we spoke about above, which is, Rav Nassim is describing the process in which we halachically have to sanctify the moon. The way it works is when there would be a small dot, the speck of the new moon would emerge, someone would go out and they would sanctify the moon. And they would scream out that the moon is going to be Mikudash. And on account of seeing the moon, they would run to the Beit Din, to the high court, and they would tell the Beit Din that they saw the emergence of the new moon. They saw the first drop. One element was small point that the new moon was, the beginning of the new moon emerging. And on account of that, they would say that the moon is coming out and they would establish the calendar. So if Nassim says, in the beginning, the moon is very small. To the point where it's just one drop when it first comes out, one dot. And this relates to the good point inside of each and every Jew. And Rav Nassim is going to explain that the reason we sanctify the moon when it's only one point is because this mimics each and every one of us. And this is the reason why this is the first commandment. Because Rav Nassim teaches us what Rabbi Nachman teaches famously in his Torah Reish Pei Beis 282, that each and every single Jew, despite their wrongdoings, despite their failures, despite their mishaps, despite their sins, has a Nakuda Tova inside of them, has a good point. And we need to We need to look for and we need to search for the good points within ourselves and within each other. And it's on account of being able to look within ourselves and to be able to find a good point within us and to say, although I think that I've done something bad, the essence of me isn't bad. Rather, the essence of me of good is good. The essence of me is pure. And I need to look within myself and find what good did I do today? What good am I? And today, by looking inside myself and realizing today, I was able to actually do something good. I held the door for that person. I helped the lady cross the street. I smiled. I said a nice word. I refrained from saying something bad about my friend. We realize that the essence of us isn't bad. And on account of finding one good point, we then are encouraged to look within ourselves and find another good point and say, now tell me what else you did good. Finding within ourselves and say, how else am I good? How else am I worth it? How else am I not defined by my failures and my inability to achieve the benchmarks that I've set for myself? How else am I not defined by my sin and my shortcoming? So Rav Nelson explains that the moon parallels this and it trains us to look for the good within ourselves even if the good is extremely small because we know when we're sanctifying the moon, we sanctify it on account of one point. And we say, even though the night's complete, 
completely dark. I believe that that one point, that one aspect of goodness, the essentiality of who you are despite all the darkness is the essence. And that one piece of light can ultimately merge into a giant moon that's big and that's beautiful and that casts light onto the entire world. And when the moon is at the end, when it's completely diminished at the end of the month, all the Jewish people need to the Jewish people need to look at that darkness and say, I don't believe it. I know there's a good point. I know that the moon will ultimately emerge. And then we're able to bring that point to the basin and say that represents the essence of the moon. And we can sanctify time on account of that small point because we know that point is going to emerge and come bigger. And we can say the same about ourselves. If we look within ourselves and we find a little bit of good, we realize that on account of seeing good, we're seeing the essence of who we are and a lot more good will be uncovered. And that's why Rav Nassim teaches and that's why the Jewish people get the commandment to sanctify the new moon when they come out of Mitzrayim. Because we know that the Jewish people, when they were in Mitzrayim, were miluchlach legamre. They were extremely dirty. They were disgusting. They were on the 49th level of Tumah. The angels, when Hashem says, I'm going to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim, the angels retort and they say, the Mitzrayim, the Mitzrayim are doing idols and the Jewish people are worshipping idols. They're impure and they're impure. Look at both of them. Why are you taking the Jewish people out if the Mitzrayim who you're punishing are on the same level as them? And Hashem says, it's true that the Jewish people have become defiled and disgusting, but the essence of who they are, the essence of who they are is good. The Jewish people, despite their brokenness, are full of love for God. And Hashem is full of love for them. It's a connection that can never be broken. And Rav Nassim says, that's what it means. That's why it's the first mitzvah. We say in the Haggadah. Nelson says, what I was paraphrasing before, that the Jewish people, we say about them that Hashem came to us and we were wallowing in our blood. We were dirty, we were disgusting. They were dirty. They're on the 49th gate of impurity. And Hashem has mercy on us. Hashem is able to go down into the Toma and He's able to find within them and say, even though you think that you're disgusting and even though you think you're broken and even though you think you're not worth it, tell me one thing that you did good. And on account of that one good point within you, the essence of who you are, you're completely worth it. You're deserving of being saved. Even in the depth of Mitzrayim. And it's, it's because of these Nekudot Tovot that the Jewish people were ultimately redeemed. That Hashem was able to see within the Jewish people. Even in Mitzrayim. Even in the darkest places. And on account of that, they were redeemed. And Rav Nosson reminds us, just finishing up this Torah, and he says, This is why this is the first mitzvah that the Jewish people get. Because when we sanctify the moon, we sanctify on account of one point representing the one good point within us. And that is the key, Rav Nassim says, to the final redemption, and that was the key to Mitzrayim. The key to the final redemption is being able to say, 
say, I know that I'm broken. I know I'm a generation of brokenness. I know that as the years get on, it gets harder and harder to do mitzvot. Hester Panam Hashem is concealed. We have challenges in our generation that no other generation in history has ever seen. Moshe Weinberger says that Moshe Rabbeinu at the end of time is going to look at our generation and every single day when we're doing mitzvot, Moshe Rabbeinu is his pa'er b'cha. He's completely enamored with us. He takes great glory in us and he says, I can't believe my Jewish people are able to withstand the challenges that they're able to withstand and they're able to do mitzvot despite the distractions that they have and despite the contradictions and despite the confusion of their lives. The Rizal says that as the generations go on, mitzvot get harder and harder to observe. And we know that sometimes because of the difficulties that we face, it's easy for a Jew to give up. And it's easy for a Jew to define themselves by their failures and to say that I'm disgusting, I'm broken, there's no way that I can ever serve God on account of what I did. I'm too far gone. There's no way Hashem wants me anymore. I'm disgusting. I'm defiled. I'm filthy. And Rav Nassim saying that's not true. The key to the final redemption is the ability to find good within us. And that's what it means at the end of time that Hashem is going to be able to gather in all those who are far. And it doesn't mean just those who are far geographically in terms of kibbutz kaliyot. It means those who feel far from God spiritually, who feel emotionally completely distanced from God, feel emotionally distanced from all aspects of, of, of holiness and purity. And Rav Nassim is saying that on account of finding good within ourselves, we'll be able to bring ourselves back. We'll be able to come closer. We'll be able to re-evaluate and recognize the essentiality of who we are, which is a soul, which is pure. We are souls that have bodies. Our essential connection to God is, ca- is constant, can never ever be broken. It's the essence of who we are. Our soul is pure. It's the essence of our being. Give us the bracha and the schut of Rav Nassim's your sight. To really try to live these teachings and to really try to believe that a Jew is pure no matter what. And that a Jew, despite their wrongdoings and despite their failures and despite their sins, has a connection to God that's completely unbreakable. Rav Nassim came to the world and Rav Nachman came to the world to reveal this to us. To reveal to us that there's no such thing as a Jew who's gone too far. That we need to believe that Hashem believes in us and we need to believe in ourselves. We need to believe in ourselves that we're the people who are worth Hashem believing in and that we're worth it and that Hashem actually wants a connection with us regardless of our inadequacies. Shabbat Shalom, Chag Sameach, and L'chaim.